Welcome to the Divorce Survival Guide podcast, where we have open and honest conversations about co-parenting, separation, divorce, and the hardest question of all, should you stay or should you go? I'm Kate Anthony, your Divorce Survival Guide, and I'm here to help you navigate some of the roughest waters you've ever swum in and answer some of your toughest questions. I've been to hell and back, and now it's my mission in life to help you get to the other side of this process with your sanity and your heart intact. Hey everyone, welcome back. So today I have on the podcast my friends T.H. Irwin and Jessica Klingbaum. They are the founders of X experts. And I will tell you all about that in just a minute. Um, but first I want to let you know that I think I've told you a million times that I was, uh, <laughs> going to be releasing the new version of should I stay or should I go? And I did that. It is out. Um, it is available. And some people have asked, you know, uh, some of the feedback I got from people, was like, if I already made this decision, if I already know that I'm going, should should I get this program? Like, is this program still for me? And the answer is yes. Even though it's called, should I stay or should I go? The ultimate goal of this program is to help you make a decision from a more healed place. It also will help you heal and understand better what went wrong in your marriage um, so that you don't make the same mistakes again. So if you've already made the decision and you are already there, but you're also like, I'm scared. I'm scared that I'm going to, you know, make the same mistakes again. Um, I don't, you know, you kind of have an idea about what went wrong, but then also like, how did I get there? Um, then this program is absolutely for you. As we know, just about 50% of marriages end in divorce. 68% of second marriages also end in divorce. And 74% of third marriages end in divorce. And it is because people are not doing this work, the work that is in this program. So even if you've already made the decision, it is vital that you do the work uh, that is available to you in this program to really figure out what went wrong. One of the things that um, we do is a really deep relationship inventory that includes some um, relationship mapping and blueprinting from your childhood, from you know your your primary caregivers. We look at attachment styles. We look at, so, I mean, so many things that will really give you the answers if you're searching, <laughs> if you're trying to decide whether to stay or go, and if you've already decided and you really just kind of want to clean up, you know, the rubble of the past so that you don't rebuild on all of that super unstable, rocky terrain. It's available on my website, kateanthony.com slash should I stay. And there's a link in the show notes. So check it out, guys. It's really, really, really important to, to do this work. It really is. I cannot stress, you know, not, this is not me just necessarily just trying to sell you something. This is me really wanting this work for you. When I create stuff, it's not just to sell it. It is so that 
I can transform the lives of the people who um, engage in my programs. And I, I succeed at that a lot of the time, I think. Um, I've heard people who've gone through my program saying that it was worth more than all the money they'd spent in therapy up to that point. So <laughs> if you've been in therapy for a really long time and you're still spinning your wheels, come on over. I think uh, this will be a great compliment to the work um, of therapy, actually. I, I, don't, I don't think it should replace it, but I do think that it's a really good compliment. It's sort of a, uh, okay, great, now what? This program will answer the, the now what's for you. Anyway, um, okay, so again, that is um, in the show notes on my website, kateanthony.com. Click on the button that says, should I stay at the top? And you will get taken to all of the information. So today, uh, as I said, I have my friends T.H. Irwin and Jessica Klingbaum, who are the ex-experts. T.H. and Jessica are the co-founders of the online platform ex-experts. They're best friends who got divorced at the same time 14 years ago, but had totally different divorce experiences. They realized back then that they didn't have the right resources to understand all of the options and the different choices they need to make, but they did have each other. So they used their own divorce experiences to create a place online where anyone can go for any phase of divorce to answer all the questions and to feel educated about the process and everything that goes into it. As they like to say, they've lived it, so they get it. So without further ado, here's my conversation with T.H. Irwin and Jessica Klingbaum. T.H. and Jessica, thank you so much for joining me. Um, I am so happy to have you guys here. Let's just start off by, I want to hear your stories. Tell us, tell us, you guys were friends, you were married friends, you became divorced friends. Uh, It's kind of a great, fascinating story. Uh, So will you tell the listeners? Sure. Jessica loves to tell the story because I'm the bad the person in the story. <laughs> and then I'll be happy to chime in. You're the bad person well, in the it's, story? Well, it's a little yeah. bit funny in the beginning because TH and my first husband, Darren, were best friends in high school. And so, and I met him in college, right when I first got to college as a freshman. He was a junior. He and TH were two years older than me. So, I had heard all about her for the first couple of months at school, his best friend, TH, his best friend, TH. So his um, fraternity ended up having a Halloween party that TH came to our school. She also had a very close, uh, another girlfriend from high school who also was at our college. And she came to visit and I was like waiting to meet, you know, in my head, I was like so excited to finally meet her. And so she comes into this party and I go like running over to her and I'm like, oh my God, you're TH. Right. And she just looks at me and she's like, where's Darren? And was like totally standoffish. And I remember going over to him and I'm like, that's your best friend. She's a bitch. Okay. So this is the other side of the story. Darren never mentioned a Jessica or anybody. I was drinking. We were going to Halloween parties with my friends from high school going to Darren's party at at college. And this thing comes into my space. She's like, she's like, I can't even breathe. She's in my face, jumping up and down. (laughs) And so, so that's That's the other side of the story. She was so excited to meet you. And he had never even mentioned you, Jessica. Think about it. Like I met him in whatever. Red flag. Number one. 
I, I met him in <laughs> September and this was in October. So it was kind of, I mean, you know, whatever. But so that was our first interaction. And I was like, oh, what a bitch. Then they graduated. I graduated a couple of years later. We were all living in New York City. And then we kind of reconnected at that point. She at that point was with her soon-to-be husband. And Darren and I were like seconds away from getting engaged because we got engaged right when I graduated college. So we got engaged within a month of each other. We got married within a month of each other. We became best friends. Our husbands were best friends. We did all the things together. We traveled together. You know, we were like married couple best friends doing so many different things together through life. And our sons, TH had kids before I did, but our sons, her third child, my first child, are were born a week apart. And then oh my God. So it perfect, was all, right? it all seemed great. Looks perfect. And then 13 years into our marriages, we found out within a week of each other that our husbands were both having affairs and had been covering for each other for those affairs. So we started the divorce process at the exact same time. So it's like living these lives with all of these similarities. But as we've always said, and, and you know, you never know what's going on behind closed doors. Even we didn't know what was going on, going on behind each other's closed doors, but it, it did look like this picture perfect situation amongst all of us so close together. And then so ironic that then we ended up getting divorced at the exact same time. Here we are. Thank God. Right. And so we always joke that we got each so- other in the divorce. <laughs> right? Aren't you guys lucky? So, okay. So let me ask you this. When you guys both found out about the affairs, how, first of all, how did the, how did this happen? How did you find out? We both it- independently got phone calls from what turned out to be the women, but, but differently, like mine, I got a phone call one night on my, this is about aging myself. This is back in the day of landlines. Uh-huh. I got uh-huh. a phone right. call on yeah. my landline. My ex was in bed which was unusual for him. He had already gone to sleep and it was fairly early. And she called my apartment. That didn't sound like it was going to go where it's going when you started. (laughs) He was in bed. It sounded like way more scandalous. Now you've reduced the scandal. Not yet. We were home with our kids, whatever. He had gone to sleep and we got the the landline rang. We got a phone call and it was a a woman who was semi-frantic. He was in the midst of developing a new condo development in New York City And they were in the staging process. And she called and had this whole story, which sounded very realistic, that she was standing out on the street in front of the building with artwork that she needed to get into the building to stage. And she didn't have the code to get into the building. So I went into the bedroom, woke him up. I didn't give him the backstory. It didn't really seem to matter to me. I just was like, here, you have a call. And I sat down on the bed while he took that call because I figured when he was finished, I would take the phone back out and he could go back to bed. Yeah. And the phone call yeah. was, he didn't know what, what she had said to me and his, and his conversation with her was all about, no, I'm tired. I've already gone to bed. I'm not going out tonight. I'm not going to meet you, whatever. Like he knew I was sitting there, but, but it, it could have just been a group of people that he was talking about. Like it wasn't the call itself wasn't, would not have been weird had I not already heard the initial, initial part of the story from her. So when he right. hung up the phone, I was like, who the hell was that? And he started lying. Oh and, and, and I knew when I went to bed that night, I was like, we're done. We're done. I woke up the next morning. I said to him, listen, it doesn't even matter to me who was on the phone last night. The, the problem is that I don't believe you and the trust is broken. And I think we should get divorced. And I left. I went to work. Literally just like that. You were like, I'm done. I'm done. I'm out. That was it. Yeah. Wow. 
And was there, were things yes. like bad beforehand? Well, like, yes before and this? no. Was, like, I think that things have been going on for a long time. So I definitely think that there were things that had, go- that had happened that, I, that like gave me suspicions that were major red flags. But I think that uh-huh. you just aren't willing and able to face things until you're willing and able to face them. And I think there was a lot of stuff that I like, you know, pushed under the rug and chose to overlook until it was literally in my face with that phone call. Yep. And so at that right, point, right. that was like, the proof was right there to me. I didn't need anything more. Everything kind of came together. All the pieces fit at that, at that point. And I was like, I'm done and I'm out and I don't need to live in this kind of relationship anymore. And I don't need, I, I'm, I have a great job. I'm, I can be financially independent. I really feel like I thought we had a great marriage and I think that I really didn't want to believe it had gotten that far and Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. we still had a great time together. I think the problem at the end, probably for the last year or more is that we always had other people around us for the most part. And so there were always buffers and we were great together when there were other people around. It was when we were home alone, which wasn't that often where like was really bad. And so, you know, I just think you have a lot of stuff going on. I had two kids, you know, my kids were two and four. I I worked in morning live TV. Like I had a lot of shit going on. And I think that you kind of accept certain circumstances. You're like, okay, well this maybe, I don't know, maybe everybody's marriages kind of a little bit suck and you know, who knows? But I, I just don't think I realized the extent of what was going on until that night. And that's when I was Mm -hmm. like, I I was done. So it was a very quick, rash decision, but it wasn't really, if that makes sense. Yes. Got it. Yep. It makes absolute sense. Right. Yeah, totally. And what about you, TH? What was your phone call? Super fun. (laughs) So um, (laughs) Jessica was, was in her mind, happy in her marriage. I was very, very, very unhappy in my marriage. Okay. My son was born four years before we separated. And the minute he was born, it went to shit. And, and my ex was nowhere to be found. Like I used to make the placemats, you know, for elementary preschool, whatever, with everybody's pictures in it. And I had no pictures of him with us. Mm. He missed their birthdays and holidays oh. and, and vacations and everything with an excuse. Right. And I was fine because I'd rather him not be there. Mm. I was good with it. It was easier for me. So the universe I believe in, if you keep your eyes open this day on May 8th, 2008 at two 20 in the afternoon, <laughs> um, the universe really did come together for me Yeah, because all the things I wouldn't do, I did in order to take a phone call, um, while I was picking up my son and Um, I thought it was like an insurance call, you know, is this TH? Yes. Um, are you married to so-and-so? And And I said, yes. I'm like, what is this about? And she said, well, I'm engaged to be married to so-and-so. What? I said, well, how do you know it's the same person? She said, well, I've met your kids. Whoa. So you can all let that sink in, but I'm going to shock you with the fact that what I said next was you just saved my life. Yeah. And once I get my son where he needs to be, I'm calling you back. Wow. That's what I did. So that was, that was one of the greatest days of my life next to my divorce being finalized. 
obviously my children, but like for me, Mm -hmm. just Mm -hmm. for me. Yeah. Right. That day of freedom and validation of the sickness I felt in my gut for so many years and self, you know, shaming and all that other stuff that was just reinforced by him. It it was like the shackles were taken off. The 500 pound elephant was off my back and I was like running for the finish line. Wow. So that happened to be the Thursday before Mother's Day. Mm -hmm. And I went to my brother's with my kids and I called Jessica because I'm looking through all the bills and I had already spoken to this woman and I was like, Jess, they were having affairs with other women, but traveling together. Yeah. They were on vacations with these women. I'm looking at everything together. They were in Costa Rica. They were <sighs> supposed to be on a guy's trip. They were at the Ritz Carlton with their girlfriends. Like they were the in cahoots. They were out at night together, like as couples. And we are like schmucks at home with our kids and working and doing what we do. And they're like mob bosses. Like this wanted. is the shit like that's in like, you know, Goodfellas, right? <laughs> like- right. <laughs> It's actually, uh, there's, there's a hell of a lot more to all of it, but I am going to respect my kids' privacy beyond yeah, that. It's sure. enough. Yeah. You can just imagine how much more from a man who thinks it was all my fault. So right, of course. there you go. Awesome. So, okay. So then you guys go through this whole thing together. Yes. Yeah. Right. Very beginning. Mm-hmm. And yeah. because we were ultimately, I mean, we went through it together, but we were married to two very different men. Right. Mm-hmm. And as you well know, Kate, like you talk about a narcissist and abusive relationships and everything, mine is clinically a narcissist. Yes. Hers was just an asshole <laughs> at the time. Yeah. He had narcissistic tendencies, but he's not. Yeah. And he has since taken responsibility. And I have gone up to him and like, reinforced, giving him positive messaging. He's like, I can't believe you just said something nice to me. I'm like, well, you did something really great. Yeah. Like my ex will never do that. That will never happen. (laughs) Uh And so we, we had each other to support one another. My divorce took over four years. Hers was a hot minute in comparison. Yeah. And so we were on opposite ends of the spectrum in terms of how the divorce went. But also, as you know, and anybody listening, it's like got to be 80% emotional. And then the rest is the business of divorce. Mm -hmm. We could Mm -hmm. cut out the emotional. Then Jessica and I probably would have had very similar divorces. But like I said, we're married to very different men. Mm -hmm. And so how have things evolved? So now you guys recently, it was, you know, you created this amazing thing, this amazing resource, X experts together because you are X experts. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. So how did that come about? Like, how did you guys, like after going through all of this stuff, I mean, that was a long time ago. And then now, now we have this thing. So like, what was the evolution? Even when Um, we were getting divorced, when we were in the process, we, it it was a while ago, there just weren't the types of resources available online that there are today. Mm -hmm. We talk about it a lot. Like back then, 
you didn't know where to turn because there was nothing really available for you. Now you don't know where to turn because there's too much available for you. TH and I learned (laughs) so much from each other on a daily basis through that process, even though my divorce was super amicable. And basically what we had was a collaborative divorce, although we didn't know about collaborative divorce 14 years ago. Mm -hmm. And TH's definitely was more acrimonious. We would have, you know, talk to our lawyers and we would work things out with our respective agreements and be like, Hey, did you know about this? Or did you look into this? Or did your lawyer tell you this? So we were constantly getting little nuggets and tidbits from each other. And we would talk about how we are so lucky that we have each other, that we're both going through it right now at the exact same time. Nobody else has this. We need to figure out a way to pay it forward and help other people going through divorce. And I kept always using the analogy of like when you have a brand new baby, when you have a new infant, everyone calls and they're like, how's the baby? And they just kind of want to hear you say, great, the baby's great. But if you have a friend who also has a four-week-old, your friend wants to know how many ounces did it drink today? How many dirty diapers did it have? What color was the poop? Like all of the specific dirty details. That's what we were able to do for each other. So we would, I worked in TV at the time. We would talk about like, oh, we should do a radio show. You know, we had different ideas for the things that we could do. But at the end of the day, teachers was very, you know, contentious and she was dealing with it on a daily basis for four years. And it just wasn't the right time. She was already living divorce 24 seven on her own. And so it was an idea that we had had percolating that we talked about for so long, but it just wasn't the right time. And then it would kind of like pop up every now and then over the years. And then finally about, you know, right before COVID, a few months before COVID, coincidentally, the right, the way that timing has it, I was just about to start my second divorce and TH was transitioning and she transitioning in her job and she, was like, now's the time we, she was looking again at divorce resources. And she was like, I really feel like there still does not exist something like what we had been talking about creating, which was an uplifting, Mm -hmm. empowering, positive minded online digital platform filled with vetted, respectable resources on everything divorce, a one-stop I want to hate to say a one-stop shop, but kind of just a premier one-place platform destination that you could go mm-hmm. to get answers and information and resources on anything you might need. That's so great. And it's so true. I mean, I know, you know, I got divorced around the same time you guys did. And it just a little bit like uh, December 24th of 2008 was D-Day. Christmas Eve. It was great. Um, <laughs> right. So you didn't wait until January. Uh, I didn't because no, I mean, I, and I don't recommend this at all, but it was one of those things that like we were at one, you know, he was so awful to me for so long. And I was just like, you don't like me. Like you really don't right. like me, <laughs> you know? And then we were at a party, a Christmas party at all of my best friends from college's house, like at my best friend's house and all of my college friends, you know, best friends were there. And he was like sulking because I didn't spend time with him. He's like, you were just like Uh, with your friends the whole time. And I was like, yeah, yeah. Because they like me and they're nice to me. And actually, you know what? I'm done. Right. And I just literally was like, 
I was just, it was, and it was the smallest straw, but it was it. It was that just was it. Really it just was all I needed. The camel's back though. I mean, it was already 100%. building. Right? Exactly. Oh yeah. I mean, I had told him in September that I was done in couples therapy and our therapist had been like, what are you going to do about that? And he was like, what do you mean? My wife just said she wants a divorce. And, and, and the therapist was like, I don't know, woo her fight for her. Like your life depends on it. And then he's like, Kate, would that make a difference to you? And I was like, well, yeah, because I don't really feel like he wants to, like, he, he doesn't treat me like he wants me around. So sure. If he did that, that would be great. And he like sent me flowers once when he went on a trip to New York, which I'm pretty sure at this point in hindsight and retrospect, he was not on alone. So, Mm. (laughs) you know, shitty, uh, yeah. Right. Um, so, and it said something like, I appreciate you or something. Oh God. (laughs) So I was like, yeah, I'm done. Like, you don't want to be with me. Like, this is ridiculous. And you know, my friends are much nicer to me than my husband. There's something wrong with that. Totally. So anyway, um, so, but anyway, my point is at that time, right. 2009, 2008, 2009, none of this stuff was around. I didn't know anything about emotional abuse. I mean, I would say like, I feel like you're being abusive to me, but I didn't have the language around emotional abuse. I didn't have the understanding, the complex understanding that we have now because Instagram wasn't a thing. Facebook was like just for your friends, right? We just didn't have Yes. language. Yep. We didn't have resources and platforms about right. this. And nobody wanted to talk about it anyway. It was right. a shameful thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And as soon as you use the word abuse, everyone, you know, thinks it's physical That's or right. there's an addiction and, and all of it is horrible. But someone like, for me, it was a slow burn mm-hmm. and, and it just kind of chipped away at me every single time I would see him, not even every single day. Right. And, um, the, you know, that's, that's really our, our probably biggest initiative is we are going to talk about it. Yes. We're going to talk about all of it. Mm-hmm. We are not afraid to talk about it. The more we can talk about it, the more we can support other women, the more we can educate women. So if they are in this position, they know better than the three of us knew. Right. Mm-hmm. That's you know, right. Like go in with the questions, think about things, think about your outcome. I, I didn't have any of that. I went and got a shark of a lawyer and, 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 you know, used her as therapist for four years and, and it was totally not the way to go. Right. But, right. Yeah. But that's what X experts is all about. And I know that's what you, you know, spend a lot of time doing. You're just like, we're straightforward. Right. You have questions ask, let's talk about it. So someone else knows the answer also. And, you know, I think it's really interesting. Like we were talking just before we hit record and I want to sort of bring this back to the surface about like us owning our experiences and sort of how that, like, where is the line right between us, like talking about shit, like talking shit about them or, you know, and especially with our kids, right. Being, as you said earlier, like you want to be respectful of your kids, right. You don't want to say too much. Um, and also owning our story. Right. Right. And it's a, so how have you guys walked that? I feel like for me, probably because of the relationship that Darren and I have always had since the divorce, it really wasn't Uh that much of a problem for me. I mean, the, the hard part for me in talking about it in the beginning, honestly, was just the sheer humiliation of having been in a marriage where I had Mm. been cheated on so blatantly. 
and, right. and knew that right. people knew yes. about it. Friends of mine knew about it. People in our inner circle knew about it. People it turned out, I found out later that people that I had worked with that I wasn't even that close with knew about it through like, you know, rumor mills and stuff. Yeah. So to me, the embarrassment oh. and the shame of like people looking at me being like, oh, poor her. That's what killed me the most. And that's what probably prevented me from talking about it more in the very beginning. Um, okay. But like Teach said, I mean, Darren really did own up to everything. And he was very remorseful. And <clears throat> he and I were able to have con- like open conversations about it as the years went on. So it really... Like I, I've just always felt like this is my story. Like I'm a, a survivor in a sense. You know what I mean? Not to like make it overly dramatic, but I'm just in general. Like I got mm-hmm. through it. It was a terrible situation. I know that a lot of people who've been in relationships where the spouse cheats, you know, have a, a really hard time moving past it, and it's more about the resentment yeah. and the anger and how am I going to get even with that person than then it, you know, then it is about like, well, how can we move forward in a productive way and like do what's best for the kids kind of a thing. So I kind of knew that my circumstances were not the norm. And so it, that people saying to me, wow, like, you know, how asking me for advice, how did you do that? Or how, you know, how did you handle that? Or how did you rise above that? I think is what probably, probably really got me more comfortable with talking about it because the focus was less on the fact that I was the schmuck and the idiot that he cheated on and more about, I was like, you know, somewhat of a, um, I don't know what the word is, not like a role model, but like someone who, you know, rose above and was able to really like set a good example in, in a lot of ways for people who are going through it and allow people to see Mm -hmm. that there was a different way to handle it. So and mm-hmm. then during uh, around the same time that Teach said that you know we should really start launching X experts and really going full full fledged on it, Darren and I talked yeah. about writing a book, and he and I started writing a book. He said, she said on divorce, like uh, mm. you know, our wow. my version versus his version type of a thing. So again, yeah. like, he's always been really open. I don't really feel like there's ever been anything that I have spoken about that I shouldn't speak about because he owns up to all of it. So, uh, but mm-hmm. this is a conversation that mm-hmm. Teach and I have had a lot of times where I know that, um, you know, for different people, it's like, they don't necessarily want to be the one to put out this kind of like negative information about their spouse. And, and I've said it to Teach, like, it's your story to tell. Like you have the right to decide what you're comfortable saying and what you're not comfortable saying, That's right. but it's also your life and your story. And you shouldn't have to feel like you have to hide it if there are things that you do want to talk about and that you do feel like other people can learn from. So I think it varies from person to person. But for me, I really feel like once I kind of started talking about it, I really didn't hold back. But anybody who knows me knows that I don't have a filter anyway. So that's really not that unusual <laughs> or like not that different from kind of how I really, you know, approach things for you know my everyday life. And now for a quick word from our sponsor, the all new fully revised Should I Stay or Should I Go? After three years of this program existing in the world and changing women's lives, I decided to give it a full makeover. The all-new version has all-new videos, a podcast-like audio stream if you want to take the work on the go, and completely updated resources for deepening your learning. The program consists of six core modules, the first of which is Who Are You?, 
This is the section in which you dig deeply into your own personal development and get in touch with your inner guide, slay your inner critics, mine for values, and learn how to set healthy boundaries. The second module is how you learn to love and helps you understand your attachment style, love languages, and how to properly love and care for the most important person in all of this, yourself. Module three is called, Why Are Women So Exhausted? And breaks down some of the issues around toxic masculinity and male entitlement, the myth of being a stay-at-home mom, and answers the question, he's fine, why can't I just be happy? Module four is all about understanding abuse and includes videos on trauma bonds, understanding the cycles of abuse, particularly how they play out in your own relationship, and addresses addiction, infidelity, and mental illness. Module 5 is all about healing and moving forward and includes videos about therapy, couples therapy, healing from betrayal, emotional regulation, and grief. This section also includes my 90-minute workshop, Tackling Codependence, as well as my signature relationship inventory that will help you gain complete clarity on all the parts of your marriage and figure out what's his and what's yours. And module six answers the question, is the grass really greener on the other side? With in-depth videos on dating, cultural and religious isolation, and what happens if you end up alone forever? Spoiler, you probably won't. Whether you decide to stay or go, this program will set you up for a lifetime of clarity and fulfillment. And if you've already decided to go, the program will help you unpack all that's happened and help you heal so that you can move forward without repeating the same mistakes that got you here in the first place. This program is priced super low at just $697. And if you use the code PODCAST, when you check out, you'll get $50 off the full price. What are you waiting for? You have been agonizing with this decision for long enough. It's time to finally know, should you stay or should you go? And now back to our episode. So TH, what about for you? Cause it is a different, it's a different story and it's a different situation. You don't like me, you don't have someone who's really contrite and, you know, taking responsibility and ownership. You even have to this day, even to this day. Exactly. I didn't know the word narcissist until I did make him go with me to see someone. So we would know how to speak to our kids. Yeah. And she became my therapist and she held me back when, when he walked away and she said, I just want you to know what you're dealing with. He is a narcissist. This is what that means. And what we need to do is help you manage that. You are going to learn to be Teflon Right. His Mm -hmm. voice and words are going to be noise and, and you're not going to take them in anymore. And, and I did spend a lot of time doing that. So glad you had her. Totally. That she said, your divorce is going to be terrible because you only need one person to drag you through the court. I don't care how, okay, yes, 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 whatever. He'll throw another expert at you. He'll throw another dollar sign at you. He'll He dragged it for four years. He was engaged to another woman. Like, what are you doing with me still? I'm ready to go. Right. I'm good. I'm done. I'm out. Right. So for me, it was owning my responsibility in my marriage. That was the first thing Mm -hmm. that I allowed someone to treat me like this. 
I allowed someone to disrespect me and our family. Yeah. And so I took that on Mm -hmm. and, and I really worked through that. And you can imagine the incessant text messages and emails and like harassment. And then after a while, I was taught that if in the first three words, it makes your stomach feel sick, delete it, just delete it because it's only noise. If it's important, you'll know in the first few words, right? If you feel sick, then it's got to go away and he'll have to handle it in a more productive manner. That's great advice. That's great advice. that, That really helped me create a boundary that I couldn't create on my own uh-huh. at first. Yep. 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 And did you resist that? Like when I tell my clients that they're like, Oh, but I need to, Oh, but what about, you know, and Oh, but you know, there's always like an excuse. Like there's a reason that like you have to read it or a reason that you can't just block him and force him into the co-parenting app. Right. And usually when we dig deeper, there's no fucking reason. <laughs> There's no reason reason. you've been trained. Exactly. We have been trained exactly Mm -hmm. to listen to what they have to say and let it hurt us. Yeah. So to undo that is really hard. So looking at the text message and then deleting it, like that's in a split second. I can do that in a split second. Don't even think. Just delete. Just delete. Yep. Um, so it took a it took a long time. And I had been in other relationships. Um, that I was still learning through. So I kind of looked at it like every step, I'm going to take a lesson. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm going to learn something new. And I've uncovered a lot about myself that I now appreciate and celebrate. And now I celebrate birthdays instead of being like, feel bad that I'm inconveniencing him on my birthday and not being appreciative enough of like nothing on my birthday. So I do things I do it in a healthy way for me now. And I surround myself also with like the greatest friends, especially my, my girlfriends mm-hmm. and my family. And um, so that's helped me grow and help me be true to myself, but therapy a hundred percent. Absolutely. hundred percent because my therapist also holds me accountable. That's right. Yeah. Um, and uh, as far as, you know, with my kids and telling my story and owning my story, I feel that he should say the words and it should be his voice behind some of the, the answers my kids are asking me questions about. Why her? Where did she come from? When did this happen? I go, you have to ask him. That's his story. I literally want them to hear it coming out of his I want his voice behind. Sure. sure. And also so, you don't know. Like, I don't, I don't know. And I was you know just what? being your mom. That's <laughs> on him. That's so right. I do own my story mm-hmm. and I, and I am definitely getting more comfortable, like pushing the limit of the things that I will say, but he's making his own bed just fine. <laughs> I couldn't have made it better. Yep. And I don't want to be bad mouthing anything. And that's ultimately how it will come out. Right. Is that I'm making him sound bad or he's bad. He's their dad. Like, what am I going to do? Yeah, no, I mean, I have the same, I have a similar thing. And I, I was, I went through um, a period where I was really confused. I actually called 
Christina McGee, you know, our resident co-parenting specialist. And I was like, I don't know what, I don't know what to say. My, my son is asking me questions and I don't want to gaslight him. Like he is, he is observing behaviors in his father that are, that mirror the behaviors that he did to me. He's observing this level of abuse and, you know, narcissism and it's impacting him. And he's asking me as his mom about it. And I'm like, I'm not going to lie to him. I can't gaslight him. I'm not going to be like, right. oh, what are you talking about? That's right. 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 Like, no, 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 no. I'm no, not no, talking I know you're about not. telling I know you're not. Lie, I'm saying though. like, this is the, yeah. this is the the tightrope that we walk, yeah, right? The fine is it line. like, I'm not trying to throw his dad out of the bus, but I'm also not trying to lie and gaslight my kid. Right. It's, it's right. A, and it is a right. fine, fine yep. line. My kids come to me and, and they have had um, a lot of new learnings with their relationship with their dad. They come and they tell me stuff. And honestly, yeah. I just listen. I listen and I hug them. My opinion is not going to dispute the way they feel. <laughs> they feel, and, and this is it. And, and it's shitty. And the way they feel isn't because of anything you've said. It's about the, it's about his actions. That's right. That's right. You know, and, and, you know, it was really funny, really interesting yesterday, um, Easter, because my ex is now getting divorced for a second time. Um, I texted him on Saturday and I was like, Hey, what are you, what are you doing tomorrow? And he was like, uh, nothing. I'm going to be alone. I'm going to go to church. Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, come on. Why didn't you say something? I said, look, I'm getting the booster. I was getting my second booster on Saturday. So I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be up for anything, but if I am, let's have, you know, a family brunch. And if not take, take our son, cause he was with me. And it turned out that we all got to, we all went to lunch together, the three of us. And we had a super time and, and we do, we have a super wow. time together because this is not black and white because he's also like fun and funny and engaging. And like, we have a really, we have a good relationship and also, right. And also there's all this right. other stuff. That's and great. It's, it's hard. Sometimes it's hard to compartmentalize, but you know, over the years I've learned to. And so as we were, as he dropped us off and my son went into the house and then he was like, Hey, 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 wait, I want to tell you something. I want to talk to you for a second. And I was like, and Every single time, man, every single time I get like a little frozen, a little, a little scared, mm -hmm. a little like, oh God, what's coming? I'm going to get in trouble yep. for something. Right. Yeah. And he was What'd like, no, no, it's nothing bad. It's nothing bad. And I was like, okay. And he's like, I just want to tell you how proud I am of you. Oh. And I was like, okay, thank you. And he's like, no, you've really you've built something like really amazing. He's like, I'm observing it from afar. And he's like, I'm not getting involved. I'm not, I don't like listen or look or like anything. Cause you know, I, I know that you, there's stuff about me in there and I just don't. And he's like, and I, I love it. He was like, he was like, and I disagree with, you know, he's like, you have your narrative and I disagree with that. And you know, with parts of it or whatever. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> Like, I don't know what to say. Like, okay, fine. He gets to have his narrative and I get to have mine. And you know, that's just the way it's going to be. Right. But he was actually like, but I, but I'm watching you and I've realized what you have built. And, and I, he's like, I just want to tell you that I'm really impressed. And I think it's amazing. And I'm just super proud of you. And I was like, that's awesome. Thank you. <laughs> like, it was really sweet. Yeah. How did that make you feel? Were you just like, I don't know what to do with this now? 
No, it was just really sweet. It was really genuine. And I was just like, thank you. Thank you. And then I had a little bit of guilt because I'm like, oh, because sometimes I say bad things about him or whatever. But then I'm also like, that's like, I don't say anything that's not true. It is not about my experience. Right. Right. Like he cheated on me. Yes, he did. Like, I'm not going to hide that fact or like pretend that didn't happen. Right. If I say that it's because it's a fact. Right. Like, um, he was emotionally abusive to me. Now he doesn't think that he was, but of course he doesn't. Right. Right. But, but that says a lot. I mean, maybe he's like growing and learning or something, something clicked, but at least the goodness came to you, (laughs) but at least the goodness came to you. That's right. That's right. Because he is capable of being more than one thing, right? He really is multidimensional. Um, and that's what can be so confusing about him, to be honest. But anyway, I mean, I think it's, you know, just, it just sort of speaks to like the journey, I think, of us owning our stories and that like they can stay, listen, they can choose to be in it or they can choose to, to not be in it. Like if my ex listened to stuff, it would hurt him. Sure. It would hurt him. But like, again, I stand by everything I say, but he chooses not to because he, because he's actually interested in preserving our relationship. Right. So he's, he stays away from it, which I think is great. Yeah. I can't imagine what would happen if my ex listened to anything and I don't even really say anything terrible. I have that feeling right now that you're talking that you had in the car. Like that's how I would feel if he called to say, I want to talk about ex experts. I would feel like a little bit sick. Nothing's going to change. Right. Exactly. I haven't had any of those problems um, with either of my exes with regards to ex experts, but the woman from my first ex-husband um, yeah, ha- had reached oh. out and um, and had made some comments about the fact. And look, I've never named her. I mean, anybody in our lives pretty much know who she is anyway, whatever. They stayed together for 10 years and had two kids together. I mean, people in our circles know who she is. And I'm kind of like, that's not, <laughs> that's your problem, not mine, in the sense that that was a decision you made to get involved with him. She right. knew he was married at the time. Like if she's embarrassed about it, or she's afraid that at some point when her kids get older, that they're going to find out about it. That is not my problem. So not, not, your, fucking fucking job. Job. not your fucking That's job. Right. But, like, I, but, you know, we have, I have spent holidays with her children and, yeah. and I love the fact that my kids love those other kids. And I feel like, you know, it really, I've invited him and her kids to my country club and paid for them, you know, and, and had them come and spend the day, whatever. Like I, to me, it's like, it really just should be everybody. Why can't we all just get along? So I think it's a little bit funny and a little bit ironic that she's upset about it. I'm kind of like, you need to just move on. This is. She's got her own yeah, issues, yeah. Jessica. But anyway, oh but gosh. I haven't, thankfully, like, really? I haven't had to deal with anything from um, from either from either of the guys. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's good. I mean, look, I just think that at the end of the day, we all own our own stories. As the Anne Lamott quote says, you know, if people didn't want us to write but negatively about them, they should have behaved Correct. better in the first place. <laughs> Correct. Absolutely. Cream rises Uh, to the top. That's that's right. right. That's right. All right. Where can everybody find all things ex-experts? People can find all things 
ex-experts really wherever they want to look. I mean, our, we have the website. It's all spelled out, E-X-E-X-P-E-R-T-S.com. And on the website, I mean, that basically, you can find everything on there. You can find links to the podcast episodes. You can find all of the articles. You can find links to our social and things like that. That all lives on the website. That's kind of, I guess, the main hub, so to speak. But if you are a social media person and you really, you know, just want to look on TikTok or just look on Instagram or just on Facebook, it's at X Experts on all of the platforms. That's our handle everywhere. And our podcast is called Divorce, etc. And you can go on to it's on every podcast platform. So you can go on to wherever you listen to your podcast and you could type in divorce ETC, or you could probably just search it up by X experts if you spell it out. But we're kind of everywhere that people are. That was really our intention and our goal. I mean, I happen to not be a huge podcast listener and TH is a huge podcast listener. So I am more of an article reader, you know, Mm -hmm. so we have articles and even the transcripts to every podcast live on the site. We just wanted to make it super easy so that anybody going through the process, we know how scary and overwhelming it can be, uh, you know, when you're feeling lonely and you're feeling like you're out there doing it by yourself. And so wherever someone would be instinctually look for information, we're there. Awesome. I want to say one other thing. We do have a Kate Anthony podcast. On oh, Divorce it's one of our best ones. Um, I found <laughs> Kate because I listened to her episode of It's Not Your Fucking Job. And Whoa. then I shared it with everybody. I'm like, she's brilliant. I <laughs> love this. She just she just completely disarmed so much for me and validated so many Aww. things that I wanted to do and not wanted to do. I like, she's my biggest cheerleader. So Look on at season one. Kate is there. She talks about her own story and it's just, it's awesome. It's definitely one of our, it's one of our best. Oh, thank you guys. (laughs) We we represent real life experts, not just all the professionals you need for the business side. So that's why we have Kate Anthony, Susan Guthrie, Michelle Dempsey, um, Gabrielle Stone. We have so many people just telling their stories because We've all been through it in a different way, mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter if it's different. We share the way it feels, as I think you guys kind of can feel on this recording today. So we're, we've all got your back. Yay. All right. TH and Jessica, thank you so much for coming on and sharing about ex-experts and your stories. Um, I think it's, I think they're super relatable and I love that, you know, there are different sides to all of this, different facets. I feel like Jessica's on one side and TH is on the other and I'm somewhere in the middle. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And so like, yeah, it goes any, it goes, it goes any which way and we can all come out the other side and and be awesome for it. So thank you for sharing you guys. Thank you so much for giving us the opportunity. We really appreciate it. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Divorce Survival Guide podcast. If you like what you hear, head on over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen in and leave me a review. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram at The Divorce Survival Guide. I'll see you next time. And until then, remember, you, my love, deserve to be happy.